You're listening to Red Nation Online. Wednesday, May 25th, Steve Perry, Tim Vickery, and I'm Ian Clark, and we're back from the 2011 non-Canadian Championship Final. A 1-0 lead by Vancouver is washed away by stormy weather, and Toronto will be fortunate to get another crack at defending their title. A quick warning, the weather isn't the only thing foul tonight, and if strong language doesn't suit you, it might be best to hang tight until Saturday's pod. It's just a quick one tonight. This is Eastside Stand Up. Turn it over. Instead of passing, he fucking kicked it. He hoofed it. It's just like, I mean, the two times that you saw, he didn't do that. But like, I saw him do it three or four times. And I just like, fuck. He goes to Decoy Williams, and then we lose it. We just turn it over. It's like the long ball turnover. He's not used to the rain. Well, now we've got pretty much kicked off the podcast. Not, oh, so yeah, are you gonna bring us in? Well, I guess I should. It actually rains Steve. in Jamaica for five minutes every day. <laughs> what are you Steve kidding? is stamping all over you, Sparky. Uh, right here, he's just going right in. Rough the pod shot. is rolled in. Here I am. I'm not letting you start it. It's well, Anna. It's Anna. We, 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 well, the we, thing we, is because I can't bring it in like an interview <laughs> because there's no I result. Fucking see Tower. I got to lightning. <laughs> there's no result from this game. Yeah, apparently, this is the, the, looks like the, the, the non-podcast. Yeah. So it could be the shortest podcast we ever have, or the podcast that Do you know doesn't Tom actually talk about a, a game. Too? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just saw the, I saw them have something up on the uh, the screens. Up. Uh, Are you sure it isn't like the MLS podcast because the league has maybe, a podcast? Maybe it is, but it said Toronto FC. Mm, interesting. Dot CA podcast. It said behind the thing. So we just got back from BMO Field. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna bring us in. We All just right, got well, back. We're already in. But well, you're gonna I'm make, gonna, you're gonna make I'm this gonna make official. It official. We just got back from BMO Field, and the game was washed out. It was a monsoon of 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 hardcore rain, um, and the game was uh, suspended um, and in so the 60th you, minute. How does this game rank in terms of weather? Oh, this is definitely a, a, if this if the weather scale went up to an 11, this would be an 11. No. So we were th- we were thinking that the Chicago game last year was probably the worst weather we played in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you guys this, think this is worse? I think this one's that was probably an eight I, I or missed nine. Last, I missed that game. This is an eleven. Yeah, because the Chicago game had sort of and the like, spinal tap barometer. Yeah. yeah, the Chicago game sort of had moments where it wasn't so bad, um, and there was torrential moments. But this game was like it's nonstop, wet, hardcore wet. No, no, yeah. that's not true. The first ten minutes there was no rain. No, I mean that once it got into rain, like it really only let up for like half a second, and then. It just stayed. And the like crazy this the thing, night. it was it was wetter underneath some of the covered bits, and it was standing in the rain. Yeah, under the north, the, those those beautiful north stands. <coughs> the so new ones. tonight, let's just backtrack a little bit. Tonight, this was the glory moment for Toronto FC. They had a chance to win a cup, qualify for the Concacaf Championship. Um, they were uh, they were drawn at one all with an away goal uh, against Vancouver. It was the, the, the cup-winning moment, and uh, in the first 45 minutes, they went 1-0 down. Um, to a certain degree, uh, they looked a little bit in disarray. Um, they, didn't, they didn't have the finish. They certainly didn't have the, the killer instincts in front of goal. I can think of a couple of instances where Tony Charney was in front of goal, where he should have taken the shot, 
but he just decided just to lay it off for someone else to have a go in like clear, distinctive shooting moments. Um, in, weather, San, in weather like this, you take the chance. Santos had a pretty decent chance. In, um, fact, in fact, Hasley's goal was uh, not that great either. I mean, it was from uh, from distance, and it was low into the ground and just slid. Um, and that's, I, I mean, we should have taken that lesson from Hasley and just uh, applied it to ourselves. Like you're saying, to Chen, yeah, missed it. Yeah. And Sulzma had an uh, opportunity. Uh, Chani had tw- two opportunities. I and think t- Tony Chani was kind of like choking. I think he just, like you, I think you said it's quite right. He didn't have the confidence to close the gut, yeah. to close it. And, and maybe and maybe he's not thinking this, uh, maybe, like take the shot, or maybe he's trying to finesse it too much. Like you were saying, he's a pussy and be trying to finesse it, right? I don't think, I don't think he's trying to finesse it and a pussy. I think he's just a pussy. Well, this this is what I'm thinking though. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking he he wasn't thinking that the, you know shoot any at any point because the weather's part of this a big factor of this, right? I mean, that was a bit harsh what I just said. There. <laughs> it was a, you might no, get, no, no, no. But hang on, but, but, but you said but you said that I gave ten eyes. I, I, I made time, a face. At the, you yeah. said it at the time. I did say. And I, Jesus, and I, and that I, guy's a fucking pussy. And I agree. With, <laughs> and I and I didn't say anything but, because I, I agree. And you with nodded, you. and I, I agree with and you. And I said it again. Yes. And I've repeated it again now. But in the because like, he should have shot. He should have shot. Yes. So he's a pussy. There he we was. Go. I don't take it back. No, good because no because it's it, it was a choke moment. It was a choke. Total moment. choke. It was. So this glory moment for Toronto FC uh, cup should have been the cup winning game. Has ended in uh, the, the referee, and all we needed was a draw. Yeah, what he needed was a draw, a goldish draw, a goldish draw, not a, not a draw. A goal the way draw. the game finished, a one-one draw would have put us into extra time. So, in fact, they saved Toronto us. has definitely come out <laughs> on top on this. Yeah, one. they are the massive winners. This is a glory moment for <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> because maybe we'll this play is. with uh, fit players. Like and maybe it, Gordon will be back in, in the a strange lineup. twist of fate. We've actually technically come out on top on this yeah. one, even though we're not lifting a cup. Um, yeah, it's so. It, who knows when they're going to reschedule this game? But um, I, I do have to say that I hope, I hope this club never spends another single penny on players until they build a fucking roof on this stadium. <laughs> I don't care. They can, they can play with. They can have a. They can have like the linesmen and the groundskeepers like running around kicking the ball. But until they put a roof on this stadium, I don't want another player <laughs> bought. <laughs> I think you'll like get, get support in that. Even those one, one of those big like white domes they put over like tennis courts. If you get like a big giant one of them, <laughs> yeah. weigh it down with some sandbags. Yeah, and then we could put a puffy little thing and we could jump around in it. I think how nice and hot it would be <laughs> in there as well. It'd be warm. We'd be able to play on Christmas dry. Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. perfect. If it was clear as well, then it would let the sunlight through to like help that wonderful pitch <laughs> grow. <laughs> Or burn. Do we want to even discuss the pitch? It was in brutal condition by the well, end of the game. played on it for like ten days. Which no, is, which is inexcusable because like that. But the way that the, 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 wa- be the water no, no, wasn't no, no, running no, off. Forget the water. Did you see like the, the, the deterioration in the goal mouth? Yeah. And both of them too. It they looks, were both like it looks like shagged. It's like someone's been pouring bleach on it. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> maybe they've got like a giant dog that comes out there and doesn't piss on it every Some, morning. Someone's been burning, someone's been burning and salting those fields. Big man. like eighteen foot tall dog comes out and does a shit on it every Just morning. The, does that acid? <laughs> yeah, that acid burn. I mean, it's really ridiculous. It does. That's what it looks like. It makes me want to not buy Scott's turf builder. It, it's a fucking it's a piss poor advertisement for that's for sure. For Scott's turf builder. I just I like who who are the monkeys running this uh, doing this landscape <laughs> because, because really. It's, that's a fucking... There's no excuse for it. Scott's Turf Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> Someone put a little bit too much kill X in But uh, yeah, I don't understand, like, because it did look pretty decent. And then they didn't play on it for, like, ten days. And then 
suddenly, suddenly it's like deteriorated. Yeah. Who knows? But at least it got really good water tonight. <laughs> really good water. <laughs> did, you notice water. They, did you notice they watered it before the game started? Uh, no, that was insane. <laughs> I just like, are, are you kidding? The no whole, one, did no whole one check? of Southern Ontario is under an extreme thunderstorm they, alert. Like and, with and imminent, they, imminent, like 20 millimeters of rain. And the groundskeeper failed to... Failed to look at the water, weather network to find out what was going on. Oh, today. who knows? Well, so did, so did half of the stadium. I mean, we were commenting on the way here that half the people in my row were wearing shorts, and, shorts and a hoodie. And that was it. And it started raining about two seconds into the game. Those, the in the know, those in the know go dress like a crab fisherman from the, uh, the dangerous, <laughs> most the dangerous cat. Deadliest, deadliest, right. deadliest cat. Deadliest That's right. And uh, I'm a little bit damp. Yeah, but. just yeah, we just damp on the shoulders and around the neck and maybe in the feet, but other than that, it was wet. But, <laughs> but, I, but I do want to say that there's a few things that uh, did happen tonight. Uh, one of them being that uh, I don't ever want to see fucking decoy Williams in the lineup. Oh again. no, hang on, hang on. But let's let's we we do have something to talk about. Okay, what is it? Yarosowski in the back line as a defender. Yeah, that was Adakora sitting on the fucking bench, or yeah. not even on the bench. No. Who knows? If he was know, maybe sitting at home playing his Xbox. That's like, true. why is Yarosowski in the back line, and, and we've got uh, Adakora like sort of you know, like sitting there scratching, and, his, and, and it can't possibly be because Yarosowski's a better defender than Adakora. Well, I mean, it was, with the situation with Yarosowski, I mean, he's a left back, right? I mean, we don't have any left backs. It's either Yarosowski, Gargan, Borman's in South Africa. He's away on personal matters, so it's either Yarosowski or Gargan. But what you're looking at, if you want to have the discussion about Decoy Williams or Nan Anacora, Steve, you can pick up on that one. Yeah, well, what I noticed is that the uh, uh, there was mo- we tried to move the ball a lot with this possession style thing that whatever Vinter's giving them, right? So that you see the back line passing it back and forth, trying to make headway and trying to come down a flank or to come through the middle. They're trying to open up space, right, essentially, and catch uh, catch Vancouver on the shift. And what was actually happening is as soon as it went to Decoy Williams, so everyone would touch the ball, you know, kind of like Spain style. And then it, Decoy Williams gets it, and he doesn't know what to do with it, so he hoofs it. He doesn't make a pass. He can't figure out who to pass to, so he just make, does the long ball, mm-hmm. and it, it's an automatic turnover. So it's basically the long ball turnover. We've got this new play now that comes through De- Decoy Williams. It's, it's the long ball turnover. The long ball turnover. And I'm just thinking, why is this guy on the pitch when Nana Adekor is not? Yeah, I mean, he's playing. That's where Nana plays, right? Well, if it comes down to, I mean, if if Decoy can get a game ahead of Nana, and it's based on performance, then Nana must be just have deteriorated into possibly one of the worst footballers that the league has ever seen. Which we know is not true, because I think in the Colorado game he got part of the game, didn't he? No, but he's uh, came in came in late, and the report was that he did well. From what I well, it would have it was it was pretty late in the game for the Colorado game, but I mean. Decoy Williams got called up to Jamaica for the Gold Cup, so well, that's good. If, if we maybe don't see Nana, well, hang that's on, it. Hang on, maybe this is maybe this is like a sh- very shrewd move by Aaron Vinter. Maybe Nana Adakora is like our secret weapon. When everyone gets called <laughs> up for international to... duties and like the Gold Cup, they're gonna like they've got Nana Adakora in a back room with one of those glass sheets on it that says "Breaking in case of emergency." <laughs> they smash it and they say Nana. You need it on the pitch. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, like, and no one, and no one would have seen him play. So they're holding him back for the they second. They don't know how good of a defender he is. <laughs> See, these guys are smart. Not, they don't. They don't. may act like they don't know what they're doing, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a cunning plan oh, to like, uh, trick the opposition. That's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> they might look like they've only got two wins. <laughs> it might actually be the case in the table, but... They're lulling everyone into a full sense of security. <laughs> yeah. Like very much like a crocodile that appears to be like a... A log. Pig, a log floating in the water and like... <laughs> The opposition, some hapless gazelle drinking at the edge of the water, <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. I do have another question, Steve, for you about the um, about the uh, the reserve players or the academy players. Okay, well, yeah. The, so uh, this this week, Kevin Alman, uh, who is one of our uh, star under seventeen players on the national team, uh, who was signed, I think, this year to Toronto FC. He's in part of the academy. Uh, was released because you know they weren't getting any game, and so they decided to try and see uh, do some trials in Europe. And uh, I guess the team didn't like that, so they released them. Further, I mean, just further evidence of how they treat players. Uh, this, so, this is like so, the future. This is no, the future. No, just this to, guy, this just ki- to qualify this, like, yes. was the guy like? Did he ask permission to um, go and, or did he just go? No, and actually, Vinter says that they sign a letter of commitment saying that they have to stay here. But you know, I guess this is a way of pl- for players to put pressure on the team to get some exposure and get some play. And uh, uh, I guess further to this. Um, this kid has scored a number of goals for Canada. He's a pretty he's decent stand-up, player. Stand-up player in the, um, in the qualifying tournament. He kind of represents the future of not just the national team, but also... Well, we, not of Toronto FC. Well, that's, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. That's uh, Anyway, it just it seems like another boneheaded move. Uh, well, there's a, there's yeah, a lot they, of... They seem determined, though, to cut off their nose to spite their face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they... This whole thing about, like, the tail doesn't wag the dog. Yeah. yeah I mean... I mean it's got to be a little bit of wag of both, you know. I think for for um, for for it all to function, to have this like sort of uh, authoritarian rule over the the camp, I don't think it does anyone any uh, no. any favors. No. I mean, but what would be a great thing? For he them scored. To he do? scored seven goals imagine, in twelve appearances with Canada. I imagine if they could like sort of farm him out to some European side for like a season on loan, yeah, and then uh, then him come back like with, as, with all that experience. Sure, yeah. and that's what I mean. I I don't know the specifics of the rules in terms of if he's like, not getting a game. If he's not getting a game for Toronto FC, and yeah, he's just sitting around like training. Sure, no, but I, like in terms of because I know that I'm, my point was that the Whitecaps before they came in MLS. They still had their academy set up, and there's, uh, you know, they sent Marcus Haber to Europe. They sent Ethan Gage to Germany, and then when it didn't work out, they just rolled them back into the team. Mm-hmm. So they returned to the academy and returned to the residency, and were also able to play for the first team. And they kept that relationship going, even though the player decided to leave and try their luck in Europe. And that's what I think Toronto could lose out on is that, you know, Alan might go to somewhere in the second division in Germany or in the championship in England or something like that. Um, you know, for a year or two and not work out. And what's going to happen? Is he going to come back and go play for Vancouver? Mm-hmm. Is he going to come back and go play for Montreal? Like that's that's the worst case scenario, and that's now what could happen is yeah. that he could go off. And in seventeen is a tricky age because a lot of players that I mean, Pablo Vitti was ranked ahead of Leo Messi and and Sergio Aguero at seventeen, yeah. and we saw what happened with him. But I mean, why would you take that risk? Mm-hmm. Why would you put that potential out there for them to leave? Now they're free agents. Should they ever choose to? Yeah come back to North America and I think oh, that's, maybe, yeah, and it, that's that's what's unfortunate and the, the situation the, the club seems to like favour the the homegrown talent as well in, in the terms of they can get a good deal on salaries for the uh, the sort of the younger like um, prospect players mm-hmm. oh, one other point as well Owen Hargreaves was released by Manchester United this week Ooh. from his contract 
Canadian uh, sort of uh, heel, yeah, villain. You think uh, you'd be tempted, uh, tempted to make a move to the uh, MLS? No, no. You think he'll come back here if he can play in Europe still? Yeah, he won't well, come to Canada. No one in Canada is going to take him. He can't play. Uh, he can't play. Uh, he can't play anywhere at the moment. He hardly no. ever plays. He's yeah, like a and his knees are shot, right? Like so he's, what's he going to do? He's going back to MLS and play in half these stadiums that are on official turf. Turf, blow out his knee within a week. I think he's done. And okay. Whatever. Well, it was just a. I thought it was like an yeah. interesting point yeah. because he's the sort no, of player that would want to cash in for like a, a good chunk of cash and come home at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. He did. He is a traitor. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I don't think anyone in Canada would like to see him. Well, they, maybe on the on, on well, the US I, team so they could. I don't know if about that. I mean, it was great to see him play for England, but I mean, you know, it did suck that he played for England and not us. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think anyone who's like a you know a serious supporter of Canada or even I think any of the domestic teams really would have no interest in seeing him on on their side, especially because you're right he's going to take he's going to he's going to want to cash in. It's just forget it. Well, there's okay. not really too much more to go over. Well, is I wanted it, to say a couple of things. I think that oh, okay. uh, Santos had a couple of chances tonight. I, I just want to get back. Santos to Santos did look better. Than he uh, has in recent games. I that's will because say that he's much. From Brazil, and he's used to playing in like uh, <laughs> tropical rain. Yeah, that's a theory. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> we were full of theories here on the pod. Well, they are like, no hard Brazilians. Facts, all Bra- Brazil, Brazil is full of rainforests. Ergo, Brazilians are used to playing in the rain. Yes. Okay, no, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I, the other thing I want to say. I know you're not. <laughs> the other thing I want to say is that um, uh, we saw well Peterson was out, so we asked the question: you know, what would happen? Who should be taking the uh, the well, free kicks? Pieces, right, yeah. the set pieces. Right. And, and it uh, turns out the answer is not Stevanovic. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a, we've got a couple of cracks at it, and still continue to try and take them. Now, is it is do we can we factor weather into those terrible set pieces at all? Is that fair or unfair? No, I don't think so. Because you know what I mean. To, 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 on the flip side, to play devil's advocate, Maybe glad I got one free kick and almost put it in the goal. Well, uh, yeah, or but one corner. it also rains a lot in and, uh, and Ecuador. Ecuador as well. Yes, yeah, that's right on the uh, okay. But de Guzman, the right on the de Guzman also got one, and he delivered well too. Who did Julian de Guzman? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, Stevanovic is not it. No, at least we can rule that it's out. It's like a, a like process of elimination. elimination. <laughs> it's a bit like Russian roulette. We've been scratching names off the uh, Toronto FC roster, and uh, Peterson scratched out, and now Stevanovic scratched out. <laughs> okay, so what happens with uh, so people? Some someone was asking me at the pitch tonight. Uh, so what happens now uh, with this game being called? Uh, well, it will uh, be rescheduled at the the first available. Um, Time slot for both clubs, and we and we. But remember, that, remember we the that, the, yes. first, the next round of starts, games starts will soon, be right? against this Nicaraguan side. So the winner of the Vancouver Toronto round is scheduled to play this Nicaraguan club yeah. uh, club for qualification to the the round robins, the group stage, in so, a four thousand seater stadium, four thousand two hundred. That'll be cozy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when is that supposed to happen? Well, that happens at it's the usually end. at the end of July. Yeah, if, I'm so, not, if I don't, so they've got to they've got to try and fit this game in. Yeah, which is going to be a nightmare. I don't know where they're going to squeeze it in. Maybe they'll have to do it. Like, well, the, the problem is that Vancouver, uh, will they they will have to do it here at back at BMO Field. So yeah. Vancouver is going to have to travel all the way back, and maybe they try and do it tomorrow. You think so? No. I don't think so. It's going to rain tomorrow. It's supposed to be just as bad. Yeah. 
But uh, you tricked me. On top of that, uh, the Gold Cup is coming up, isn't it? Well, that's it. I mean, you have you and have there's next a lot of, Wednesday. There's a lot of uh, international friendlies. Yeah. So well. next Wednesday, Canada is playing at BMO Field, and then with by the next week, you're in the middle of the Gold Cup. So and 32 players, which is a record, I guess, for MLSC or for MLS, are playing in the Gold Cup from the MLS league. So a lot of players are getting released, even a couple from Toronto, um, and. I was also hoping maybe Gordon might be fit by the time. I mean, it's yeah. maybe unlikely because it's a groin injury, and it could. This, I mean, I, as I you were su- saying, I Tim, suspect that he tore it because he did the double. He tore it, then came back. I think way too early. They they needed him on the pitch, and then, and then he he, ripped, he just ripped it again, and he's just done. He's left his groin in tatters. <laughs> so and, uh, he might not. He might be. There might be a season. Yeah, it might. Well, uh, certainly. The, I doubt whether the physios or the doctors will want him to. Go back out there before it's like obviously healed. Yeah. yeah. No, no risks because then it could be like a career like jeopardy. So, I guess that's not really a factor. Yeah. Well. Um, I was thinking maybe it might delay long enough that we could get like a goal scorer on the pitch, but maybe not. So. No. We just have to not. face this mess again, sometime in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, Vancouver are going to be. I should imagine seriously pissed off for yeah. sure. They could if they had, if they didn't do that thirty minute break. Uh, this game would have. Uh, this game it looked to it looked as if Toronto didn't have the game left in them to win this. And by the end of the game, match, the ball wasn't hardly moving in the middle of the pitch. It was kind of like a sloppy pitch. Everyone was sliding. It looked like the there was like a half a foot of water not draining off yeah. through the middle. Yeah. Like any ball that hit the middle of the pitch it stopped. stopped. Yeah, but on the edges it was all right. But yeah, it was like just a like, swamp. P- like pouring in. The to... flank, the flanks were fine, but the middle was just was a swamp. So and Vancouver must be seriously pissed off at this stage. I would think that they flew all the way out here. They got one goal up. And I thought I thought about it because they called the game at the sixty-one minute, and they waited half an hour to make that decision. And if they played that, ha- if they had played when and they were supposed the, to start, they gave them half an hour wait, and then they gave them ten minutes to warm up. Yeah, and the half the break game could have was finished. about twenty-five minutes. This yeah. game could have been played and done. So they gave 25 minutes for the half, then they gave it a half-hour break, and then they said... So this half-hour analysis screwed it, and then, Spark, you also had a theory that if they started the game earlier... Yeah, because I don't know, I'm sure there's a perfectly simple reason why why the neutral-like games are starting at 8 o'clock and why MLS games start at 7. They probably wanted it later for the Vancouver TV feed. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, you know what? You're right, because if you're you're out in Vancouver, you finish your day at 5 o'clock instead of 4 o'clock. That makes perfect sense. Um, But that's the thing. If it had started at 7, I mean, the game would have been... It would have clearly been over by the time this all wrapped up. That's it. Another exciting night down at BMO Field. We saw the CN Tower get struck with lightning twice. And we also uh, tried a new seat out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we sat in the north end in the second half of the No, the no, game. but we also tried another seat <laughs> out in the east Steve end. Steve and I walked up to section 227, like, just the to north. see. Just the north. Just the really, the, the highest seats. It's on the west side and the northeast corner of the most exposed part of the stadium. And it was hell. It was like Scotland. <laughs> there was absolutely no one sitting up there. <laughs> and uh, we know, we know why. <laughs> It was freezing. Yeah, it was. A, it made me appreciate how warm it was. The rest. There was a lot <laughs> of very of angry people down there when they finally called that game and uh, yeah. sent everyone home. And they were giving away free beer. Were, were they? they? Yeah. What? You didn't tell me this. It was the beer guys were going up with the, emptying, handing their beers out to like everyone because they couldn't sell them. Obviously, well, that's upsetting. You know, I, you know, I've seen this when uh, the last uh, Concacaf game when 
the Panamanian team came up here, and that game ended, and there was only like six or seven thousand people at the game. Mm-hmm. All the popcorn was free. Oh really? Like when everyone was letting out, they had tons of popcorn. Oh, free they... fucking popcorn! Wow. It's usually twelve dollars <laughs> a bag. Shut up! <laughs> it's just... not twelve dollars a bag. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it's only eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's about it. I guess we'll wrap this one up. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't be like this on Saturday. I think it probably will. I think the next seventy-two hours are just rain and more monsoon season in Toronto it seems to be so we'll uh, see you again and possibly talk about more of the weather yeah hopefully the game will be played to me on the left park in the middle Eastside Stand Up is the only TFC specific podcast breaking down the game a home game at least right after it happens we want you to get involved so if you're watching the game at home or even through the week, come up with something, email us at haveyoursay at rednationonline.ca and help direct the discussion. Get your opinion across of what happened on the pitch today. 